Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Veganism isn't something that's a tree hugger. It's not boring. You don't have to like lose yourself. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to lose your swag. You don't have to, you know, lose your fierceness. Like it's something that you can do and still be as fly as you want to be, still have it going on. And that veganism makes you a lot flyer than what you were, you know? Hey, it's Monique. I hope you're having a good day. Welcome to episode 68 of the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I love to share strategies on how to start and keep going with the vegan lifestyle and bring on guests to do the same thing. You can find out more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. And also don't forget to follow me on social media. I am Brown Vegan everywhere, including YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. As always, it's so good to be back with a new episode for you. And uh, I have to admit that when it's time for me to record the intro for every episode, I never feel like I know what to say besides just introducing the guests. And so I don't know I, one of these days I'll figure out a like a true segment that I want to put at the beginning of each episode. Yeah, but for now, we're just going to keep playing with different <laughs> formats until I figure out what I'm going to do with the intro. Um, I definitely want to do more solo episodes. So if you have any topics, tweet me and let me know what you want me to talk about. And I'll be happy to start planning some of the solo episodes. But for now, I have an amazing guest on the show. I'm super excited to have Brandy from Vegan Glamazon on. And I connected with Brandy earlier this year. I think, yeah, it's been earlier since, no, actually it was 2017 when I connected with Brandy on Instagram. I love her feed. She's beautiful. She definitely brings the glam to veganism. And so we talk about that. Uh, We talk about how veganism doesn't need to be boring because unfortunately has this perception of being that and that you lose some of that flair about yourself when you decide to become vegan, you lose some of that magic. And it's not true at all. Uh, Because, of course, Brandy is a living, breathing representation of that. 
We also talk about how to make veganism accessible no matter where you live in America and affordable too. Brandy's gonna share a story about how she made a vegan meal from the 99 cent store and just the different options that you can do to make it easier for you to have a better relationship with, with the people in your local community to make veganism easier. We also chat a little bit about social media and then we really dive into um, the connection between uh, mental health and food and just her holistic approach to veganism and how this lifestyle truly just opened up her whole world and helped her change in so many ways in a very positive way you know emotionally spiritually of course with food just everything just her outlook on life so, of course, you can get all of the show notes and everything we mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com. Don't forget to follow Brandy. Her Instagram is at veganglamazon, so check that out. And without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation. I feel like I've been on this journey towards veganism for a very long time. I was raised this uh, mixture of vegetarian, pescatarian. My mom went uh, vegetarian in like, I think it was like 1988. I was like seven. Yeah, I'm telling my age. Sorry. Now y'all know my age. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was 1988. I was seven. And my mom was at the time... Uh, she's a certified nutritionist and she's always worked in like the nonprofit health and wellness space. And she's working for the WIC program in St. Louis. And she just started diving like further and further into like holistic living and like healing yourself through like herbs and like food, what you eat. And one day she made me like a turkey and mustard sandwich on whole wheat bread. So I had it for lunch. It was in my little purple lunch box. Come home. I didn't do my routine of emptying what I didn't eat into the trash. And I just kicked my lunch box under my bed. And I don't know if it was a holiday or something, but for some reason, the lunch box just stayed under my bed for like a few days. And my room started smelling so bad. And she just was like, what is in your room? It smells like something has died. Is it a squirrel that got caught in between the walls? And is it a mouse that has died somewhere? We searched everywhere high and low. Days go by. She finally finds my lunchbox. She just opened it. And like the sandwich had decayed so bad and it smelled like dying flesh. And she was like, that's it. No more processed meat. No more meat. We're just, you know, eating fish and eggs. And that's it. That started me on like, you know, being vegetarian and, you know, not eating processed meat anymore. My family, since I was in, you know, St. Louis, which is right on the Mason-Dixon line. So we're kind of Midwest, but we're really like very Southern. They thought my mom was like trying to kill me. They're like, you're going to kill her. She needs some, some meat, you know, like saying no to like ribs at family functions and barbecues. Just weird back then. It's and so my mom became, <laughs> yeah, it's still kind <laughs> of weird, but people. like, so that's kind of how I was raised. Like, you know, we didn't, we didn't eat a lot of meat. I had like, you know, maybe eggs every now and then and like some fish, but it wasn't very meat heavy in my diet. And then fast forward as an adult, like I still kept that. Like I would like be vegetarian for a while. I tried being vegan in college um, because I had a girlfriend that was vegan. And it just like I think I lasted a week and I was like, "Uh uh-uh, this isn't for me. Like, you know, I tried it. I was like, I need some turkey bacon. I need some eggs. I had no clue what veganism was. And this was like in 2003. Then I had a cousin that was vegan 
And she tried for a while to get me to be vegan and badass vegan. He went vegan like some years ago too. And he was trying like every time I would see him, cause we've known each other from St. Louis. Like I'm actually met him when I was in high school. Um, and we've just been like really good friends since then. And he tried to get me to be vegan and I just never would do it. Like he would, every time he'd come to LA to visit me, he would take me to some new vegan restaurant. I was like, oh, it's cool. It's nice. You know, like I can eat this now, but you know, I still want some scrambled eggs. Like I still want to, you know, a salmon filet. <laughs> so like it just never, you know, stuck. And then I had this turning point and shift in like 2013. So this was like 10 years after I had first tried veganism and like, you know, having my close cousin and my close friend, like trying to get me to like transform. And I was in a really toxic relationship and coming out of that relationship, I wanted to to change, but I didn't know what I wanted to change. Um, like I wanted to make better choices in my personal life and I didn't really know how to kick start that. And I ended up booking a commercial cause I'm a, you know, I'm an actress as well. Oh, I didn't know that. And the, yeah. Um, I've been acting for a long time. So I booked a commercial for the company 23andme.com. And if you don't know about it, like now they do genetic. Yeah. Uh, DNA testing and they yeah. find your ancestry. But at the time in two th- 2013, they had this really good component, which was amazing, which w- they gave you your um, genetic markers for diseases and health. So they did it for cervical cancer, breast cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, um, bipolar disorder, like all these different things. And um, when I booked a commercial, I got the health um package and the ancestry package and when my health results came back it was a thing that like really opened my eyes it like helped me figure out that why other than I just want to change make better choices for myself and it came back that like I was like genetically predisposed for diabetes there was like a heart condition there was like you know something with my lungs and I and I researched all this stuff and everything that I saw was like you know this all could be changed by diet and exercise and eating, you know, really lean meat, but like cutting back on meat, you know, like a lot of meat, like everything was like small portions of meat and diet and exercise. And I just was like, well, at this point, I'm just eating eggs and, you know, dairy as far as I was lactose intolerant. Like I was crazy, like being lactose intolerant, knowing you're lactose intolerant and like still eating cheese and ice cream. So I was like, okay, I'm going to cut out cheese and ice cream. I'm really only eating fish. So like, you know, maybe I could still rock with fish. And then a girlfriend, my girlfriend, Cassidy, she gave me this article about um, the spill in Japan that just opened my eyes with like fish. And I was like, oh, God, now I'm not going to eat fish because I'm scared, scared to eat fish. So it just started like it was just like this chain reaction of like things that just continued to come in my life to open my eyes and like. I was looking for a shift to make better choices in my relationships, but the better choices started with like, okay, let me change what I'm eating and what I'm putting in myself. And I started thinking about, you know, if I want to like live at this higher level and make better choices, better choices need to start with what I'm putting in my body. And I decided just, you know, I'm going to be vegan. I talked to John and I was like, okay, I'm going to try being vegan for 30 days. And if I can make it 30 days, I'm going to go three months. And then after three months, I'm going to like, I just kept setting little, like little 
time markers for myself. So mm-hmm. 30 days, three months, six months. And I just, you know, after the first 30 days, I was like, oh, okay, this is good. And I was like, at this point, I was just surviving off veggie veggie patties and salads because that's like all I knew. And I'm like a person that loves to cook. And I was like really scared to like try different things. And then like at that 30 day mark, I was like, okay, I did this 30 days off of salads and, you know, veggie, vegan veggie patties. Like, let's see, like if I could start to, you know, cook for myself. And then that got me to, you know, the, the three mark, the three month mark. And then I was like, okay, well, let me venture out and try different restaurants. And then that got me to the six month mark. And then after that six months, I was good. Like I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm vegan now. Uh-huh. At the time I probably, I probably wasn't vegan at the time. Uh, like a strict vegan. I probably was like more like plant-based or whatever, because like I had to learn all those little, little things. Bone char. Like I didn't know they had bone char and sugar and white sugar. Yeah. <laughs> so like it took me a while that people are always asking me like, I want to help, you know, becoming vegan. It's like, I really can't help you to become vegan. Like, that's something that you have to do for yourself. And you have to start with that why. And that first why, you have to continue to peel back the layers and go deeper and deeper and deeper until you find that core thing. And for me, it was like, I wanted to make better choices in my personal relationships. So I was like, the only thing that I could change is myself. What choices am I, am I making that aren't, you know, really good choices, you know, that I could do better? And I was like, I could do better in health. When I got to the point of changing my family tree and changing the generations that come after me, that's when it really sunk in and was like, OK, I can do this vegan thing because I'm not just making a choice and a decision for me personally. I'm making it for someone else who's going to come after me. Mm. And that was like the core thing that just like was like, OK. We're going to go hard body with this veganism. Like, even though in the beginning, like those 10 years when I was like trying and like dabbling in and out, like it really was like on the outside, veganism wasn't pretty to me. It wasn't beautiful. It wasn't something that, you know, as a 20 something year old woman who's like, you know, in this materialistic world of living in L.A., it wasn't something that looked nice to me. That's why I've come to this point of becoming, you know, vegan glamazon, because I want to show people that. Veganism isn't just tree hugging, going camping, living off, you know, living off the grid. It's not that like you can have like a good life, a beautiful life on the outside, a life that's like eco friendly and eco cheek at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know, and do, you know, do do really good for yourself and live at this optimal level and still be fly doing it. And I think, you know, being a black vegan, like we're going to bring some swag to it regardless. <laughs> we, whatever we do, we're always going to bring that fierceness. We're going to bring that swag. We're going to, you know, put our own little weight on it. And like that's that's just how I got to being vegan glamazon is that my friends were like, girl, you're glamorous. Like we don't you're not a regular vegan. <laughs> and I just was like, you know what? That's right. You know, I love to make things beautiful. Like I love you know, my living space to be beautiful. I loved, you know, how I put my clothes together. Like I like appearances, like, you know, I'm a Libra. That is like one of my gifts. My gift is to inspire people, but also bring beauty while inspiring people. That's my journey, long story short. No, I love it, I love it. Because you know, it's so true about like how you're one of the reasons why representation is so important in this lifestyle because people approach it and they're thinking, like you said, tree hugging, boring um probably mm-hmm. don't take showers you know exactly so extra. she's because she don't use regular deodorant exactly <laughs> <laughs> mm, 
and she got to apply yeah. it five times and make Talk, it work. Yeah. Her breath probably sick because she already used real toothpaste. Right. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be fluoridated in life. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, have my third eye black. I want to be able to experience all that life has to offer. Yes. So it's good to be able to see that. And I'm glad that your friends really got you to do, you know, social media and put your story out there more and show your face. Yeah, and I'm still a little shy yeah. with it. So, like, my father you were? bear with me. Yeah, I'm still shy with it, girl. Like, you know, it's it's hard sharing it because it's just so personal. Yeah. You know, and social media can kind of, in the comments, you know, people can kind of be be weird but um and be mean but you know I did a meditation with Moby on Sunday which was amazing and after we had this you know this amazing conversation and he was like don't read the comments and I was like ooh ooh I'm like look Brandy I like how you said oh yeah me and Moby was just like meditating like girl what (laughs) (laughs) I know it's nothing to you but I'm like what (laughs) he doesn't read his comments is that what no, you're he's like, don't read the comments. He's like, the world is a better place in social media if you don't read the comments. So, so thank you, Moby, for dropping that little that little gem. Because that's like the one thing, like, if you look at my social media, like, it'll be like days, weeks before I post. Mm. Like, to be like that personal, you know? You know, I'm still like, my mom is, you know, she has a lot of influence on my life. And she's like the mom that's like, girl, Facebook is the feds. Don't be putting all your business on Facebook. Oh, my mom the same way. <laughs> social yeah. media is my... It's my inspiration. I like being able to see someone in New York that's dressed fly. Like, mm-hmm. I like to see what a vegan is eating in Paris. Like, I like to find those little pieces of um, of inspiration. So, you know, but then the draining stuff, I just be like, scroll past it. Yeah. Like, I ain't got to like it. You know, if I don't, the algorithms now are so, are so cold. If I don't like it, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. If that's I don't true. comment, I don't see it. So Instagram's like Facebook now. Yes. Yeah. Nobody uh-huh. sees your stuff unless you pay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know before when we were going over like different topics that we wanted to discuss on this episode, you mentioned mm-hmm. kind of like what you said a, a little bit ago about how you, di- you didn't know about, you know, how a lot of times white sugar isn't vegan. And I like mm-hmm. how you say the importance of giving yourself permission to do it wrong in the beginning. And yes. so what, what does that mean to you when you say that? Oh my God. I, that's why I said like in the, like the first six months of me like going on this journey towards being a vegan, I wasn't vegan probably because I was like, eating Boca burgers. Like at that time, Boca burgers weren't vegan. They were vegetarian. Like, and I had to learn, like there's so many things, especially in the U S that, you know, that's in processed food that you don't necessarily know that is like meat byproducts. Mm-hmm. So like I had to, you know, I couldn't beat myself up because a lot of people like you know, they tell me like, oh, I tried being vegan for like two weeks, but it's just so hard. It's only hard if you are like mentally beating yourself up about it. Yeah. And it's like, just like with anything else, like Michael Jordan didn't become Michael Jordan if he didn't fail three times. Like you're not going to get it a hundred percent perfect the first time you try it. Like it's going to be a journey. It's going to be something that you're, you're constantly learning. I'm still learning. And I'm like four years in the game. Like I'm still learning you know, about different things that, you know, are coming from meat that's in our food. It's not going to look 100% perfect. You know what I mean? And those people who are just like straight edge that like are doing it like, sometimes I look at their feeds and I'm like, oh, you boring. You eat the same thing. like, And that's the only way that you can, you know, that you can be like, you know, 100% like, you know, until you get to that point where you know. Like, I feel like I'm just now getting into that stage where like, I can walk into any grocery store, whether it's a Whole Foods, a Sprouts, a Rouse, a Winco, 
a piggly wiggly like you put me anywhere all these like I'm a I can figure out what's vegan and what's not yeah and it's like it I didn't get here overnight like it wasn't like I woke up and was vegan and I knew all the thousands of byproducts you know that and I still can't tell you all of them but I know which ones are and like I know what to look for just looking you know what I mean and then Google is your friend I mean Google is your best friend yes because Google is your best friend that's my cousin Okay, <laughs> no, girl. But you that's know, Uncle Google. Google, Uncle Google. No, seriously, because a lot of times, because so people are more health conscious these days. Mm-hmm. What they do is any brand that you think of, you can go to Google and and, and find out what mm-hmm. the ingredients are and whether or not it's vegan friendly. Because a lot of the websites for the products have like FAQs, and you can just go on yes. there, find out exactly what you need, and and then keep it moving from there. And don't. Yeah, I agree with you because I remember back in the day, back in the day, day, when I first became vegan, I used to be so stressed out that I wasn't even enjoying myself. And I you, you don't like, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And I was definitely boring because I was just like, oh, my God, this isn't vegan. This isn't right. This isn't, you know, this is organic. This isn't, uh, you know, they didn't come from here and I didn't buy, you know, all of that nonsense. And I remember being so stressed and angry about everything all the time. And. Mm-hmm. I know your approach is very holistic. Like you believe in, you know, mind, body and spirit. And mm-hmm. it's not just the food that we eat. So mm-hmm. talk about that. Talk about like how veganism to you is much more than food. It's oh, my God, it's so much more than food. Like I probably couldn't say I was vegan until maybe about a year and a half to two years ago because I still was using products that weren't, you know, eco friendly. Um, I still wasn't using vegan skincare products, um, as far as like makeup, like my skincare routine has always, has always been basic. Like I've been basic Betty with like skincare and it's just like, I have to come to to the realization that if I'm like so concerned about what's going in my body, like I need to be concerned about what's happening on outside my body because that affects you too. Like your environment, you know, the environment that you live in. You know, what you put on your skin, what you put on your body, that has effect on, an effect on you, too. Like, you know, people don't have, you know, allergic reactions to, like, um, fabric for no reason. Your body doesn't like it. You shouldn't wear it. Um, you know, and it's like a lot of the things that we do as women to ourselves to be beautiful and to present ourselves in this, like, you know, beautiful, fierce, lovely way. Like, we don't know a lot of those products are causing issues with our reproductive um organs and you know we you don't think about that so until I started to think about it as a whole and I was like oh I understood the true definition of what vegan is like you know it's not just your diet a lot of people come to veganism and they're like oh yeah I'm vegan and it's like girl you vegan what's in that lipstick on your lips you know you lick like you lick most of your lipstick off are you concerned about the environment are you concerned about you know, what you're spraying in your house, like how toxic that is, like, because it doesn't do any good for you to put good things in your body. But when you come home, it's like, you're cleaning with all these chemicals, and you're ruining your lungs, bringing it in, breathing it in, or you're putting all these, you know, all these chemicals on your skin, and that's doing more damage to you than it is good. Mm. So it's like, you have to look at it from to take it even further, like you have to be very conscious of the people that you bring into your space. Yeah. You know, the people that you become friends with. Like I lost a lot of friends being vegan. People ain't want to eat with me the first year. They were like, uh, she's vegan. We can't really go anywhere. You know, you know, I became that friend. So like I saw my friendship shifting, 
you know, and I'm grateful for the friends who stuck by me through the process. And, you know, there are my ride or dies. A lot of them have transitioned to um, vegan, um, you know, but I had to like also take not toxic food, not toxic products, but also toxic people out of my life mm-hmm. because it doesn't give you any good elevating to this higher platform when the rest of your life outside outside of just your body is out of sync and out of balance and out of tune. And I just did a complete overhaul with like the choices. And that didn't happen overnight either. Like I had to go through things and I had to learn, you know, I had to really ask myself, like, what do I want? Like, how do I want my life to look? What, you know, what is the best life for me? It was amazing being vegan. Like that journey, like if I didn't start with having a plant-based diet and going vegan, like I wouldn't get to this level where like I feel like I'm really in tune with myself with my spirit and with God you know I'm making better choices of the things that I allow into my life most things are working together for my highest good and if it ain't it gotta go <laughs> I love quick fast and in a hurry gotta yep. go <laughs> what are some of your um favorite products I love Mrs. Myers child the mrs myers scrub like the little the mrs myers like organic um what is it like comet ajax uh-huh. that stuff will clean the stains out of oh the stains that have been in your bathtub since jesus that ooh, that will clean it i'm like what is in this it's amazing like good old-fashioned baking soda lemon juice vinegar what do i use for laundry detergent i use all free and clear, but I've been using that for like years because I like was allergic to um, laundry detergent for been allergic for a while. Mm. Um, so I use all free and clear with a little with the like a half a cup of like old school baking soda, and that's what I wash my clothes in. I know you live in LA, but you didn't grow up in LA. Do you think that it makes a difference as far as making this lifestyle more accessible? because you live in LA? Because I know when I visit LA, I feel like it's so easy to be vegan there. I think that's a big misconception and it's an excuse because my cousin, um, I'm just saying her name, Sevenly, she's a um, musician and artist. She was vegan in St. Louis for a long time. I think she transitioned to vegan like somewhere around 2001. So oh, wow. she's been vegan for a very long time. And, you know, I didn't, I don't think being in St. Louis like hindered her process because she was like strict, hardcore, straight edge vegan. And I feel like as long as there is a Whole Foods within like 20, 30 minutes, you're cool. Mm-hmm. And as long as there's like fruits and vegetables at your grocery store, you're good. Like, you know, I think people, you know, the only thing that LA has to offer is that we have more food festivals. We have more food festivals and we have more restaurants. I'm about to say, that's well, what I was going to, yeah, that's what I really meant. The, there's, there's a the lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, there's a lifestyle that's, you know, more vegan friendly, but we don't have, like, it's not like they're shipping all the vegan food, you know, to LA. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like the lifestyle of, you know, veganism is, it's bigger here. But, you know, I think that we need to take more responsibility wherever you are, Um, because in L.A., I live in the Crenshaw area. So I live in a very um, working class, black, Hispanic, you know, mostly black and Hispanic neighborhood. And we don't have, you know, there's no Whole Foods in my neighborhood immediately. There's no Trader Joe's. There's not a Sprouts, you know, like there's none of those. There's not even a health food store in my neighborhood. So. Um, For me, I had to realize that 
I just need to go with what I have. I have to make do. Mm-hmm. And if I go to the grocery store that's around the corner for me and they don't have a product, but I know across the, across the city in Beverly Hills, that grocery store has that product. You better believe I'm going to the manager and be like, um, excuse me, sir. Um, I would like to buy this, but I don't feel like I should go to Beverly Hills, you know, 30 minutes to Beverly Hills to go buy it. You know what I mean? And if you bug them, it's like, you know, the old saying, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, there's something that you want in your in your grocery store, don't wait to gentrification. Don't drive 30 minutes out your way. You know, if they're buying it for that store, they can buy it for your store. So it's like, no matter if you live in LA, you live in Detroit, you live in Chicago, you live in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, like you can be vegan. Mm -hmm. You just have to be that person willing to take the charge and willing to create those, you know, that group on Facebook, you know, you know, to create that vegan food fair in your city. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to sit at social media and be like, oh, they're in LA. They're having so much fun being vegan. No, do it yourself. Like have some responsibility for your life. I don't really go to all the festivals and do all the stuff here, but you know, it's nice that we have it, but you better believe you put me anywhere. I'm going to find some vegan folks. It's vegan people everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm going to become friends with them and, you know, pick their brain and ask them, you know, how they survive and like where they go and what they eat and I think that's just it like I don't think it's a difference the way I was looking at it I guess it was more so for restaurants because I know when I was in LA I just oh man I just went to all the vegan restaurants what are some of your favorite my girl you be cooking so good on uh on YouTube you can start your own little restaurant nah I'm good Look, I like to have restaurants require a lot of time. I like to do things with my family and just hang out. And I like naps and right. stuff like that. No, I would not have a restaurant. Yeah. Yes, nap sister. <laughs> People ask me all the time. They're like, girl, why don't you start a restaurant? I'm like, uh, no. I'm you sorry. Know, one of my uncles actually said that he would help me fund one. And I was still like, nah, I'm good. Nah, it's a lot of work. Like working in the food industry, like I've worked in the food industry as well for a long time, and it takes a lot to run a restaurant. Yeah, what's some of your favorite restaurants in LA? Oh my God, I have so many here. Um, Do you like? Is it called Sage Bistro? No, Sage. I love Sage. Sage is one of them, but like my top favorite is the Grain Cafe. It's like a little cafe off of Crenshaw and Pico. That's why I love it. It's my neighborhood little restaurant um i probably go there too much anytime someone comes to visit me that's the first place i take them what type of food is uh, that? it's just um it's mexican and american okay so they have place. burritos yes. yeah they have burritos they also have pancakes um french toast crepes they have everything like their nachos are really good um i love their tempeh uh lettuce and tomatoes like a blt is so good what do you do now when it comes to food? How does that look for you? Um, right now, my life is like, you know, I'll drink tea and drink water and then like I'll have a meal. Um, but I love to cook. And I'm always like, like this morning, I woke up and I was like, oh, I want some shrimp and grits, you know, and it's like, hmm, what do I like? How do I make this? How do I make this happen? You know, and then maybe tomorrow I'll eat some fried rice. You know what I mean? Okay, like, talk I about just, those shrimp and grits, though, because that's what my mind is. I want to know what you did, because I want that. Oh, so I took um, some um, marinated oyster mushrooms, mm-hmm. and I just seasoned them as I as you would shrimps for shrimp and grits. And then I made um, the grits with, like, almond milk, earth balanced butter, some nutritional yeast, a little bit of liquid smoke, mm-hmm. and salt and pepper, and... 
that that was it. Sounds good. I swear, oyster mushrooms are so underrated. I wish they girl so under girl. And you know where I found my oyster mushrooms? Huh? I found them from the ninety nine cent store. What? Yes. I feel like they're so hard to find. Like I know where to find it where I live, but when I talk about it, people are like, "But I can't find that." And I I believe them. I'm like, "Yeah, you probably can't find it." Can't. Yeah, I found like some organic, non-GMO oyster mushrooms in a can at the 99 cent store. In a can? I didn't even know they sold them like that. I've only. They're not in a can. They're like in a. They're in a glass jar. Oh, I've never. They're in a glass jar. Okay, so you just put me on to something else because. The yes. fact that they're in a jar, that actually may be more accessible for people. I didn't even know they sold it like that. I didn't either. I didn't know what a mo- oyster mushroom was until I saw that jar. And I was like, oh, this is supposed to be good for you. Mm. <laughs> and I just like, <laughs> no. yes, when I go to the 99 cent store, and that's another thing, like being vegan, you don't have to spend a lot of money. A lot of people are like, oh, it's expensive. No, it's not. If I go to the 99 cent store and they have something that is vegan, and that could be a staple in my pantry. I am cleaning the shelf. Okay, I need to know what's in the ninety. I have never been. Don't don't judge me, but I feel like that's an LA thing. A ninety nine. It is I've a never, very the LA. I've but never it's a Dollar Tree too. Like I go to the Dollar Tree as well, and I know they have Dollar Trees all over. The Dollar Tree has like I buy a lot of like um, I do the Wet and Wild makeup because that's vegan and uh, some of their most of their products are vegan and cruelty free. The Elf products they have at the Dollar Tree vegan and cruelty free you just gotta go on their website google it and see if it's vegan and um, elf is cruelty free all the whole line so you know i just have to figure out if the lipstick or the lip gloss or the eyeshadows they have are you know vegan and nine times out of ten they are and i score and i just grab what i need the dollar tree they have a lot of like a lot of like some of their processed food is is vegan friendly Mm -hmm. and so you just Look at the, you know, like we said, you look at the ingredients. If you don't know what it is, you Google it and go about your business. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, at the 99 cent store, you will come up on organic, non-GMO food. Because all it's kind of like TJ Maxx and Marshalls. Like, all they're really getting is, like, the stuff that the grocery store could not sell. Mm-hmm. And then you become best. Like, I am, like, I am the queen of becoming friends with the produce person. Whoever is putting the produce out and the food out on the shelf, you become best friends with that person. You introduce yourself to them. You ask them, when do you guys get your shipment? When you get fresh fruit, you know, and then you always know. Like, I know there is a Mexican market around the corner for me. They have their produce sale on Wednesday, and they have a ton of non-GMO organic food. Mm-hmm. And I can get I can get mixed greens, a big box for, like, two fifty. Nice. And that's all because I add, you know, I'm, you become friends with them. You know what I mean? Like, you just don't. Like, I feel like we live in this world where, you know, we just, we're kind of like little robots. We put our blinders on, we put our headphones on, and we just, you know, we're contained in our little bubbles. And it's like, that's not, number one, it's not healthy. It's not healthy to not interact with people around you. And I'm so, it's just rude. (laughs) It's just rude to me to not share yourself with people. And not get to know people, especially if it's somewhere like, you know, you go, most people go to the grocery store once a week. Now, would you want somebody to come into your house or your place of business once a week and not introduce themselves to you or get to know you and to just treat you like paint on the wall? No. So it's like, you know, and the produce people become your good. They people pick fruit for me like they will pick they will pick the good fruit for you. So it's like, why not become friends? Because, honey, I can't pick a watermelon to save my life. 
Hey, the only reason I know is because my dad grows them. That's the only reason I know. See? No. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I can't, I can't pick a watermelon to save my life. But I know my produce guy will. He will pick a good watermelon for me. You know, and it's just, you know, it just, that's just it. Yeah. I don't know where, <laughs> like, I'm off on a tangent. Sorry. No, no, this is good. This is good. <laughs> I have been, I feel like a hermit for, like, two and a half, three years. And what you said about getting out there and talking to people, I am the person with headphones on. Because I just want people to leave me alone. But, no. <laughs> and it's not, and that's not who I am. It's just who I've become. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just because I, d- depression, anxiety has just really, I feel like, robbed a lot of my time. I'm going to tell you, because I also had that journey of, like, really? depression and anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. I was hospitalized. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. I was hospitalized in my mid. And I don't really talk about it to people. Yeah. You should get better. You can get better. Because I was in my early 20s. I was actually hospitalized for, oh, my God. I was on a psych hold for about four days. Wow. And that was a wake-up call, like, for me that I had to, like, really like dive in and like help myself. Like I remember my brother telling me that nobody's going to get you out of this situation, but you, and you know, in our community, we have like this big stigma about mental health and especially with black women, because we carry, we carry the weight of the African-American community on our shoulders. For us, like, I feel like it is very, very hard. The pressure to be the best, to excel, you know, the things that we have to deal with, with our identity in our community and outside of our community. It's a lot of pressure being a black woman. And like, for me, it's like, I had to, you know, I had to look at those things that were triggering me. A lot of it was diet. A lot of it was, um, you know, the dyes in the food, the preservatives in the food, that stuff all has an effect on our mental health. You know, the things that we, you know, the environments that we are putting ourselves in. That's why I'm in a space now where I'm like, my life is amazing. My life is beautiful because I got to a place where I don't have to put that pressure on myself. And how I got there is like, yes, I got professional help. I did the inner work. I continue to do the inner work. I continue to do the inner work. And for me, that looks like yoga, meditation, prayer. Mm-hmm. What works for me is as a person who suffers from anxiety is that I need to have long periods of time where I am quiet and I am with myself and I'm letting those thoughts and emotions process, but I'm also giving myself freedom to detach from it and also create new new thought processes. Mm-hmm. And if you don't give yourself and you're just, you don't give yourself the time and a lot of women don't, you know, not just black women, but a lot of women, you know, when they become wives, when they become mothers, when they get into the workforce, they don't give themselves the time to just stop and think and listen to themselves. And I'm a firm believer that the, the feminine energy, that is the energy that is intuitive. It's the one that is like, it's like the core of humanity, you know, because it starts with that feminine energy. And if we don't stop, And if we don't, you know, take that time for ourselves and do the things that are going to make us better women, that's when we have, we fall into depression, we fall into anxiety, then we end up popping Xanax and we end up popping this pill and we, you know, we end up in these like, you know, places of psychosis when it's like, what we really need to do is we really need to come back to self and we really need to connect with who we are and we need to really clean up our diets. 
because like I said, like it all is like if you go, you can Google and you can read mental health. A lot of it has to do with what you're feeding yourself, because, you know, we live in an age where our food is chemically processed. And if you don't believe that the chemicals that they're spraying the food with, the chemicals that they're preserving the food with, the, the chemicals, you know, that they're dying the food with is not affecting you mentally, I can't help you yeah. because it's real. Like you don't take a, a piece of a piece of kale, spray it with in, um, pesticides, spray it with insecticides or give it hormones to grow and then after it grows and you pick it you then spray it with something else to you know make it last in the grocery store for you know two weeks when it should be wilted in three days you know what I mean and then you consume it even you can wash you can wash from here to China wash that uh, that kill from here to China 10 times it still has chemicals on it and in it and then we ingest it and you don't think it has a chemical effect on our brains. And then add on top of that, we're constantly going. We're constantly being bombarded with information. And it's like, you know, whether it's from social media, emails, text messages, phones, television. And when are we going to connect with ourselves and when are we going to connect with other people? So that's why I said, like, you know, you, when you go out and about, you should be talking to people. You should be figuring out who the people are, you know, creating that connection with people because it may that person may have a jewel to make you feel better. Or you may be able to give that person something to feel better and go about their way, their day in a, you know, a higher level of consciousness. Yeah. And, you know, we don't feel like, you know, especially women in America, because we've had this fight for equality for so long and this, you know, this fight to be everything and everything, you know, any and everything to everyone. You can't possibly tell me that you're going to be a wife, a mother and a CEO and not need time to connect with yourself and and tell me and have me, you need it the most. Like you can't tell me and have me honestly believe that you're juggling so much. And it's like, you know, I don't do it. That's big because it's so easy for us. And that kind of goes back to me just being a woman. Mm -hmm. We are naturally want to make sure that everybody is good and we want to do whatever we can to help people. So not even just helping people, just in general, we want to be all for everybody. Everybody. And you can't, you can't be any and everything to everybody. You can't. This is the one vessel that I have to experience life in. Why would I constantly put it in a place of depression, distress, anxiety, disease? You don't get a new body. This is your temple. This is where your spirit resides. Why not give it the best conditions to reside in? And that goes with, like we said before, it goes with food. It goes with, you know, your mental awareness. It goes with what you put on the outside of your body. You know, it goes with like how you, you know, how you dress your, your, your home, you know, the people that you invite into your space, you know, and that's what we have to be cognizant. And that's like, you know, a big, a big Big lesson that I've learned being vegan. That's a great, great lesson. So before we wrap up, are there any tips that you want to give to someone who is just getting started or they're thinking about going vegan? The biggest tip that I would have is just really figure out your why. And the first thing that comes to mind is really not, that's the first layer. But do that work to continue ask yourself, why, why, why? And so you really get to the core of like really why you want to do it. Because if it if you don't want to do it, 
I'm not that person that is like, oh, be vegan for the animals, be vegan for, you know, this, that, the other. Everybody's not meant to be vegan. And I really feel that. And if you don't feel a calling to be vegan and you can't answer that call, it's not your time. It's not your season. But if you really feel like this is something that you should do, you need to connect with that why. And after you connect with that why, just research and give yourself permission to mess up because you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it perfect right off the bat. Hey, I'm like, seven years in, almost eight, and I'm still not perfect. Yeah, I don't know any vegans that are perfect. And honestly, you know? I don't trust the ones who say they are. <laughs> yeah, no, ain't nobody perfect. I'm like, I don't trust you, boo. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, keep going. So if how I'm can wrong. we reach you? How do you, want, how do you want the listeners to connect with you? How can we reach you on social media? Um, you can reach me on social media. It's at Vegan Glamazon, and that's at Vegan Glamazon. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of the show. Brandy dropped so many gems. It was such a pleasure connecting with her. And like I tell you guys all the time, I love doing this podcast because I get to connect with so many amazing vegans. Be sure to follow Brandy on Instagram and get the show notes for this episode under 68 at brownvegan.com. Thanks so much for hanging out and I will talk to you next week. Have a good one. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.